to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. You're listening to the Friday Fix. Every Friday, I share a quick mental strength exercise that will help fix the thoughts, emotions, and actions that drain you of the mental strength you need to be your best. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Today, I'm sharing the seven biggest mental health mistakes to avoid as we start to come out of the pandemic. But of course, we all do these things sometimes or to some extent. That's going to happen. But recognizing when you're doing them and realizing that it's a problem can help you stay mentally healthy because otherwise it could take a serious toll on your well-being. Here are the top seven mental health mistakes to avoid right now. Mistake number one, indulging in all or nothing thinking. Sometimes we call it black and white thinking. Other times it's called all or nothing thinking. And it's something that we've talked about on this show before. But it can be quite tempting to do as we start to see the restrictions from the pandemic start to lift. You might look back at this year and, depending on your experience, decide that every day was the worst day ever. Or you might think, nah, this year was, wasn't that bad. It was really good, in fact, because I didn't have to leave the house or go do anything. But the truth is, this year was likely filled with some good and some bad days, just like we've talked about on last week's Friday Fix. And just like we talked about in last week's Friday Fix, it's important to acknowledge the positive and the negative things that came out of this year and that will help you stay mentally healthier. A balanced outlook should be the goal. Mistake number two, making catastrophic predictions about the future. Uh, I've heard so many people say things like, pandemics are gonna be the new normal, or it's gonna take 50 years for our economy to recover from something like this. Telling yourself those things though will just take a toll on your mood and it'll affect your behavior. It's really tough to plan for the future if you think things are gonna be that grim. When you find yourself making catastrophic predictions, take a minute to argue the opposite. Ask yourself, what's something good that actually might happen? Identify a potential positive outcome, and it could at least help you see that your catastrophic prediction isn't guaranteed to happen. Mistake number three, refusing to embrace happiness because you think it won't last. I've also heard a lot of people say things like, you know that this isn't going to last, right? So they don't dare let themselves get their hopes up. They think that they're not going to be able to spend time with family over the summer, or they don't allow themselves to have fun right now because they're waiting for the other shoe to drop. But that way of living wreaks havoc on your emotional well-being. In fact, your prediction that good things won't last might even turn into a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you don't go out and make good things happen, everything is going to feel like doom and gloom. Give yourself permission to be happy right now. Mistake number four, sugarcoating everything that you endured. On the flip side, you also don't want to sugarcoat everything. Telling yourself that this year was actually pretty good and trying to suppress any thoughts or feelings to the contrary isn't healthy. Resisting uncomfortable emotions actually causes them to increase in intensity. And they tend to persist even more intensely when we try to push them down or suppress them. So rather than tell yourself to just think positively, Allow yourself to acknowledge the gravity of this year. 
There was so much heartache and tragedy on a global level. And on a personal level, you likely experienced some rough times too. Maybe you spent the holidays alone, or maybe you went through a financial crisis. But pretending that this year wasn't bad isn't good for your psychological well-being in the long term. Mistake number five, judging other people for their choices. No matter what your beliefs are, it's easy to look at other people and judge them for their decisions. They should get the vaccine or they shouldn't be so scared of COVID. But judging other people for their choices isn't a good idea. Your judgments aren't helpful. It fosters this sort of we versus them mentality. And we all know that we're divided enough right now. Other people have different circumstances, and the decisions that they make are based on the knowledge and the information that they have. Everyone's just trying to do their best, and while you're entitled to do what's best for you, they have a right to do what they believe is best for their family. Reminding yourself of that can ensure that you're putting your energy into the things that matter, like your own goals and your own path forward. Of course, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't set limits. If you think someone's choices could affect your health, Create a boundary to keep yourself safe, both physically and emotionally. Mistake number five, judging yourself for not feeling the way that you think that you should. So speaking of judging, be careful not to judge yourself too harshly. You might find yourself thinking, I should be happy right now that the restrictions are lifting. Or maybe you think, "Ah, I shouldn't be so anxious about seeing my friends again. But your feelings are okay. In fact, your feelings aren't harmful, but your judgments about those feelings might be. Just accept that whatever you're feeling is okay. So give yourself permission to feel whatever it is that you feel. And mistake number seven, not being proactive about your mental health. There are some factors about your mental health that you can't control, like your genetics or your past life experiences. But there are many things that you can control, like how well you take care of yourself or how much time you invest into building mental strength. As you start to return to some of your usual activities, make sure that mental health stays a priority in your life. That might mean anything from limiting the amount of time you spend on social media to writing in a gratitude journal. Taking care of your mental health is even more important, I would argue, than taking care of your physical health. Because after all, your body won't do what your mind doesn't tell it. When your mental health declines, everything in your life becomes so much more difficult. And as things start to return to normal, it might be tempting to get so busy with other activities that you forget to take care of your mental health. But you're stepping out of a really bizarre year that took a toll on everyone. Don't expect to be your best as you move forward if you neglect your emotional well-being. And don't forget, if you're concerned about your mental health, talk to someone. Talk to your physician, see a therapist, or reach out to a trusted friend or family member about what you're going through. So those are seven mental health mistakes to avoid as we begin to emerge from the pandemic. Indulging in all or nothing thinking, believing your catastrophic predictions about the future, refusing to embrace happiness for fear that it won't last, sugarcoating everything that you've endured, judging other people for their choices, judging yourself for how you're feeling, and not being proactive about your mental health. If you know someone who could benefit from hearing this message, share it with them. Simply sharing a link to this episode could help someone feel better and grow stronger. And if you like this show, make sure to subscribe to us on your favorite platform. Do you want free access to my online mental strength course? It's called 10 Mental Strength Exercises That Will Help You Reach Your Greatest Potential. To get your free pass, all you have to do is leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. 
then send me a screenshot of your review on Instagram, where you can find me as Amy Morin Author. I'll reply with your all-access pass to the course. Make sure to tune into Monday's episode when I'll be talking to Dr. Judd Brewer. He's a psychiatrist, a neuroscientist, and a New York Times bestselling author. He's talking about his latest book, Unwinding Anxiety. And he has some great tips for managing anxious feelings. If you or someone you know struggles with anxiety, you won't want to miss this episode. Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcasts.